SAG-AFTRA and the WGA on strike together for the first time since 1960 and what it means on this Wednesday edition of Spill the Guts. I like it spooky. My name is Clint, and as you might know, I am one-third of the I Like It Spooky Horror Podcast, which brings you a featured news, reviews, interviews, and entertainment show every other week, a brief commentary-slash-rundown of horror movies streaming on the Crackle and Redbox apps the first Tuesday and Thursday of each month, and this tri-weekly horror news blitz roundup every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now this go-around will be just a little different than normal, as coverage will exclusively feature updates on the ongoing actor-slash-writer strikes. There's lots to discuss here, so let's get into it on this Wednesday, July 19th, as this just in. Last Friday on Spill the Guts, I reported that contract negotiations broke down between the Screen Actors Guild, SAG-AFTRA, and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the AMPTP. Since then, a dizzying fury of speculation on everything from film production to podcast appearances to fan convention participation and more have cast a gray hue of uncertainty over many things. Some of what I am about to report may be redundant information at this point, but I thought it was important to wait a few days until the dust started to settle before sharing information that may help you make informed decisions about your understanding, consumption, or participation of different aspects of the entertainment media sphere. On May 2nd, the Writers Guild of America went on strike over ongoing labor disputes with a focus on streaming residuals and use of artificial intelligence. It is the eighth strike by the union since the 1950s, and the first in 15 years. On Friday, July 14th, SAG-AFTRA joined the strike for similar disputes, wage increases, a 2% yield from streaming revenue, and utilization of AI as it pertains to voice and physical likeness, as well as background actor creation. This marks the first time that SAG has been on strike since 1980, and the first time that both unions have been on strike at the same time since 1960. The Screen Actors Guild strike in 1960 lasted one month. In 1980, it lasted three months and three days. When the current SAG strike began, a press conference was held stating that union actors cannot speak about any work, past or present, which would prevent them from going to festivals, conventions, speaking at panels, etc. SAG released an official bulletin which the second page of listed personal appearances, interviews, podcast appearances, social media, award shows, and fan expos to name a few of things to avoid. News began circulating that actors started canceling their scheduled appearances at the San Diego Comic-Con, which sent convention attendees, myself included, into a state of worry about already planned and booked conventions. Shortly after, celebrity representative Sean Clark of Convention All-Stars released a video relating his opinion that celebrity attendance would remain as so, and if anything, perhaps specific Q&A panels would take a back seat at conventions until this strike is over. Since then, several horror conventions, including Monster Mania, Flashback Week in Chicago, 
Scarefest Weekend, and actor David Howard Thornton, who portrays Art the Clown in the Terrifier film series, have issued statements on social media that conventions and appearances will continue, which is in contrast to an early report from Variety magazine, but for all intents and purposes appears to be so. The general consensus is that the reason actors have pulled from the San Diego Comic-Con is because many of their appearances were part of an acting contract to promote a specific studio film, whereas appearances at, say, Flashback Weekend are not part of any specific acting contract and therefore not governed under the SAG-AFTRA rules. However, a section of the SAG-AFTRA rules, as reported by NoFilmSchool.com on July 10th, still casts some doubt as it reads, Attendance of fan events is allowed, but the union strongly recommends that actors skip these events in solidarity with the strike. This in conjunction with things like Nicolas Cage pulling out of his scheduled appearance at Montreal's Fantasia Film Festival, where he was set to receive a Career Achievement Award, or Nev Campbell rescheduling her upcoming Whorehound appearance for unspecified reasons, still leave us wondering how exactly things will unfold on the convention circuit in the foreseeable future. Alright, before I get into the AI part and other aspects of this current talent strike, let's pause for station identification and hear from our podcast network, the PFPN. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. We're standing at a crossroads that is a part of a seismic sea change that, that's been happening for quite some time. Streaming has changed the game so much, and our contracts have never caught up with that. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, I'm very worried about AI. I, I, again, what we didn't know about streaming in 08 and 09 is now what we don't know about artificial intelligence right. in 23. 23- That was Josh Gad, perhaps best known as the voice of Olaf the Snowman in Disney's Frozen franchise, who goes on to say that he feels, as a lot of people do, that they need to get their hands around artificial intelligence as far as it's concerned with the entertainment industry. For example, the WGA East is calling for an immediate end of AI-generated articles on geomedia sites. SAG, on the other hand, is concerned about the studio's interest in using AI to generate and have unlimited access to actors' voice or physical likenesses while offering little to no compensation to the actual person. Another concern is the studios employing AI to create background actors which would potentially put an entire portion of the entertainment workforce out of work. The background actor community has always been a useful place to get seen, network, and work your way up the food chain. In other related artificial intelligence news, Futurism.com reports that the online gaming platform Steam is rejecting games using AI-generated assets as it is unclear who owns the rights to AI-generated art assets that appear to be relying on copyrighted material owned by third parties as the legal ownership of such AI-generated art is unclear. 
Meanwhile, former Paramount and Fox chief Barry Diller warns that Hollywood faces an absolute collapse across the board if the top executives and actors don't take a 25% pay cut and the studios resolve both the SAG and WGA strikes by August. The article on TheRap.com quotes him as saying, What will happen is, if in fact it doesn't get settled until Christmas or so, then next year there's not going to be many programs for anybody to watch. So you're going to see subscriptions get pulled, which is going to reduce the revenue of all these movie and television companies, and the result of which is that there will be no more programs. And at that time, there won't be enough money to get back up and running, regardless that the strike would be settled or not. Perhaps one of the most interesting things to come from all of this are the concepts that actor Mark Ruffalo suggested in an article on ComingSoon.net, where he, one, suggests that SAG actors flood the indie market during the strike, and secondly, as per a tweet on the Avengers Actors Twitter account, that content creators create a film and TV making system alongside the studio and streaming networks, so there is actual competition. Personally, I think this is an ingenious idea, although it's not too original because Troma's been doing this for 50 years now. Too heavy for a Monday or a Friday. That was a lot of information to digest, but I hope it helped answer any questions you may have up to this point. I Frankensteined it from about 15 different sources. To summarize, a lot of things are still up in the air at the moment, but it appears that for the most part, fan conventions will still be star-studded and open for business. Indie films are the place to be. There is a lot that we as a society need to learn and understand about artificial intelligence. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, watch trauma films. This whole situation continues to evolve and I will do my best to keep you informed right here on Spill the Guts, which will be reaching out to grab you with more horror genre news again this coming Friday on another edition of Spill the Guts. Hey, what's wrong with you, man? Show some fucking respect for the dead, will ya?